anything you desire is possible. Just follow the steps in this process and I promise you, you will manifest. It has nothing to do with thinking positive. It has everything to do with the subconscious state, how unblocked, expanded you are and how you're taking aligned action. From To Be Magnetic, this is the Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As the leading destination for neural manifestation, we dispel the woo-woo in order to help you create real, tangible results based on neuroplasticity, psychology, epigenetics, and energetics. Our goal is to normalize the practice of manifestation and empower you to get into the driver's seat of your life in order to manifest the experiences, relationships, and things that most align with your authenticity. Part of our manifestation process entails expanding past your limiting subconscious beliefs. Therefore, by tuning into this podcast with interviews from experts, thought leaders, spiritual teachers, scientists, and those with neural manifestation success stories, you're starting the process of expanding your subconscious in order to see to believe that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, the process begins. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Expanded. The Manifestation Challenge is finally here. We are officially kicking off Monday, December 5th. We are finishing up the pre-week right now. It is the most exciting time of the year. This is when we will walk you through the How to Manifest process step-by-step so you can connect with your manifestations in the new year. This is our most popular event of the year 91% of people who did the challenge with us manifested their dreams within six months. Think about that. If you have a goal, intention, resolution, something you wanted to connect with, sign up for the challenge, start Monday with us, and I promise you, you will be connected with it step-by-step in the new year. This year, we also have the most refined and effective challenge yet because we have updated our How to Manifest workshop. We've taken all of the science, psychology, energetics, and teachings from Lacey and Dr. Tara and Janelle from over the years and broken down the workshop to an even more concise and effective process. So now by the end of the How to Manifest workshop, you will be manifesting. We also have three brand new deep imaginings in this challenge, one connecting us with our authenticity, one about really creating and developing a relationship to our inner child so we can attune to it when tests and triggers and programming pops up, and then one about connecting to our pings, which is our intuition, something you guys have highly requested just to drop into our intuition and even understand what that means. So we're so excited for you guys to join. The challenge is free to all Pathway members. If you are not in the Pathway yet, we have our biggest holiday sale of the season where you can spin the discount spinner, lock in your lowest rate, join the challenge with us and manifest your dreams. And in today's episode, we're really diving into how to actually manifest, how to manifest our desires, what does that mean, and how to really concisely understand this process of neural manifestation. 
even if you've been doing this work for years and years and years and really know the manifestation process, it's so interesting how when you can lay it out in different terms, something else clicks and sinks deeper. I know I had that experience listening to Lacey record the new How to Manifest videos. And even when we recorded this podcast episode, something in me was like, whoa, okay, I see a whole new understanding of this process. And that's kind of the beauty of the work. It's always evolving and always growing just like us. If you have a friend or family member who has been curious about this process, maybe they want to do some inner child work, maybe they're starting their healing journey, maybe they just have a big goal that they want to achieve, send them this episode so they could really understand this process in a brand new way. Enjoy the episode and be sure to follow along in our Pathway Community Group or our To Be Magnetic Instagram, all of the challenge updates and keeping you accountable throughout this whole process. And now a word from our partners. Lacey here, quickly interrupting the episode to talk about Bond Charge, formerly Blue Blocks. So I want to start today by saying that I really do actually think that I manifested this particular product, which is the Bond Charge Infrared Sauna Blanket. A few months ago, Bond Charge released this, and it was literally a manifestation and answer to my prayer for a couple of reasons. One, you can go in completely naked. Two, it has the lowest EMF on the market, which is a big, big, big thing for me. Three, their lights are lab-grade IR light power, which means that they have one of the highest therapeutic infrared lining in their sauna blanket. So I got it, tried it once have used it every single day since. It takes literally under two minutes to warm up to the temperature that I want to use, whereas every infrared sauna I've had, of course, they're large devices. They take anywhere, depending on what the outside weather is, from 30 minutes to an hour to warm up. Needless to say, I have completely canceled the order to the infrared sauna that I was purchasing and waiting for in January. There's no point because once I've done the sauna blanket, I can't go back to that. I can't go back to waiting for it to warm up. And one of my pet peeves, even though this this one was going to be larger that I ordered, is that I can't just lie down totally comfortably. So in the Bond Charge infrared sauna blanket, I lay it right down on my mattress. I plop my pillow sort of inside of it, lying in my bed, so comfortable, looking out my window, just seeing oak trees in the mountains and letting my nervous system completely calm down, which happens instantly in this. You can feel it. My whole nervous system grounds. That's a huge benefit of infrared saunas. And I think it's much quicker in a sauna blanket. It's the ultimate, ultimate hack. And I was going to pay $8,000 for a sauna. This is $9.99. I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you universe. I manifested my perfect, perfect biohacking device. It packs up in its tiny little bag and I can take it from Topanga up to the forest house with me. It takes up such little space. It's just genius. So if somebody's looking for all of that inside of a package, it's definitely the Bond Charge Infrared Sauna Blanket. If you are new to Bond Charge, use the code all caps magnetic, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C to receive 15% off your purchase. Again, that's all caps, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C to receive 15% off any purchase. I'm actually really pumped to talk about this at this very moment because I'm coming off of a very long weekend where Max was sick all weekend. And then after that, our 
other support in our household went down from the cold that he had. However, Teddy and I never got sick. And when somebody gets sick in our house, what I do is I get out one of our big ceramic bowls and I put everything in it that they need to use, like all the little, you know, wellness goodies. And I was looking at the bowl that I put together and it was primarily beekeepers natural. (laughs) And I'm just so astounded by how they keep putting out incredible products. So what I used the entire time while Max was sick was the throat spray every single day. And I'm actually really jazzed because Teddy can start it too, um, which he's very close to. And for extra support in my nasal passages, because it does have the propolis, though it also has antihistamine protection, but I was primarily doing it for the propolis so that it was my nose and my throat were completely covered. So I used their nasal spray, I used the throat spray, and then in Max's bowl, I had the throat spray and I had the soothing lozenges because like how incredible that these are made with propolis, but they also have added vitamin D and zinc and honey. It just feels like an herbalist waiting for you to support you in a bag. And then Max's big move when he's sick is to use the steam shower. So he uses that, but my big move is to really sweat deeply in a hot, hot bath. It's really cute because Teddy will help me pick some like mugwort and sages off of our land and throw it in the bath with me. Uh, And so that's how I was beating it as well was sweating out. And there have been multiple times because, you know, this company is so generous and has sent us product to try, of course, before we talk about it. And beyond that, I I don't like to wait for anything. So many times I'm out buying the superfood honey myself, certainly once a week to two weeks, I'm out buying the propolis. And I right now, if I were to open up our medicine cabinet, you would see about five of the throat sprays lined up because I like to have one every single place. And certainly when we're traveling, because I use it every single day. So it's a company I never get bored of talking about. I really believe in them. I love them. I use them. So if you would like to try Beekeepers Natural, go ahead and use the code all caps TBM for 25% off. Again, that's all caps TBM for 25% off. Good luck during this fall and winter season. All right, on to the episode. Today, we are diving into how to manifest, how to manifest anything you desire and to start doing it now. Which is only fitting because for anybody who's been on this journey with me and us for now five years at least, since I think it was 2017 or late 2016, one of them that I released the original How to Manifest digital workshop. And we are now re-releasing a completely refilmed, revamped version of that. So here we are, and let's get into how to manifest anything. It's so interesting because the process has just been so refined and clear over the years. And it's like, once you know the process, like I've been doing the work almost since the very beginning, you know it, but then it's like you learn so many new layers each time. It becomes so much more clear of the motions of what you need to do and how to move within the process and within the confines of the work. So very excited. I am too. And I'm really excited because even though, you know, we're releasing this and it's it's a much more expansive version, I like that we we start to touch on the nuances because I feel like that's where people can get very lost in this work. You know, we talk about energetics, et cetera, a lot. And once you understand it, it's 
pretty straightforward. But I really, that's my favorite place to play in is the nuances and and the new one, we touch on quite a bit of them. So I think that's a really fun, fun piece to mention. And yeah, I agree with you. The more you do it, the more you find your own flow and it becomes your own process, et cetera. It's so interesting because this time of year, you know, we're recording this in November, the end of November, it'll be airing in December. The end of the year, we always kick off with our big manifestation challenge so people can start to set their manifestations in motion. Last year, 91% of the people who did the challenge were able to connect with their big manifestation within six months of doing the challenge, which is huge. I just reviewed my list from last year and I was blown away with how much had come through, how quickly it had come through. Everyone sets intentions in January or resolutions for the new year. And manifesting is truly about connecting with your goals. It's bringing what you want into reality. And there's no better time to start that process right now because you can actually be so much further ahead once the new year hits. Yeah, it's super intentional. I mean, I think we started that four years ago. And energetically speaking, this is a really, really specific window as to why I did it. Because I think collectively, this season, because of the holidays, I guess, and and everything we've been programmed to feel around the holidays, it does actually open up a portal of hope and mysticism and magic for lack of a better word, that everybody is sort of, whether they're involved in it or not involved in it, it is orbiting them. It's a really, really auspicious time. And just like Jessica said, people will set intentions for the next year. And I don't actually love that very much. Really the big piece that people will do especially is resolutions. And to me, resolving to do things like stop things or or I'm going to run and do this or I'm going to whatever, it, to me, it's not very conducive with one's authentic self because it's not, a, it's not a natural inclination that one's having. I think people have to do work around that to get to those things. However, this energetic portal is really, really potent and you can feel it. Everybody can feel it. I remember, I still have this. That feeling you had, no matter what you celebrate, when you would go to sleep at this time of year and you can just imagine and daydream and feel into hope and excitement because you've been programmed that the new year ahead is going to be good. That's actually like a really, really, really special fine-tuned energetic portal that you can use and activate. And so we've always done it at this time. It's not just the cliche of like, let's all do a challenge into the new year. It's actually really, really helpful. And so like the thing that we always talk about, just as you just alluded to, Jessica, is that what we walk you through in this challenge is everything you need. So like crafting your list and calling in whatever these goals are that you're wanting to connect with and manifest. But most importantly, we're going to walk you through the unblocking you need to do and the expanding you need to do. And we'll get into the specifics, but the fun of the new revamped of following pings. And so basically we're going to be holding your hand in community to really do everything you have to do in order to manifest. And that's why the percentage that you just shared is so big and why it is so successful. And we can all sit here and basically thank Jessica (laughs) 
<laughs> for really, really leading us into this because A, Jessica's the mastermind who's come up with the challenge, but not only that, like you were the biggest proponent who said, if we're going to do this, we have to redo how to manifest it. There's just like no way around it. And therefore we did, you produced it, you made it happen and we did it. And I think that the statistics are going to be even stronger this year, if that's even possible into this next year, because there will be the new how to manifest there will be three new, really pivotal and important deep imaginings we're going to talk about. I just say all of that to really, really let everybody know what a powerful space and time you're working with. And that if you do walk through this with us and you choose to, as you probably have in the past, I think you'll see even more results than you have. I think it. this is an elevated version. Absolutely. It's so funny. Daniel's going to do the challenge this year. He's like so excited. He's like, where do I sign up? How can I join? I'm going to do it. This is awesome. I can't wait to hear what he manifests. <laughs> I know. Me too. I think, you know, for, for someone out there who's like, got it, I'm in, can't wait for doing this work forever. I'm going to manifest something so huge, excited. But also take the time to think about, you know, your friends, family, loved ones who even being you know, with family over the holidays, hearing stories of people who are stuck in their jobs that they really just don't like, and there's no clear path out of it, or people that really want, you know, that certain special partnership or whatever it is. If you have that friend or family member who is just kind of stuck in their ways and really wants a change or shift, and they cannot seem to get to it, send them this episode and invite them to do the challenge with you. Because I promise you, they will be so much closer to connecting with their goals on the other side of it. But remember, you can only lead the horse to the water. Very true. <laughs> that's what I've learned over the years. <laughs> so that's why we make episodes like this so that one can, you know, listen and see if it resonates and it fits for them. And they really are lit up by it coming from someone for many years who has tried to fix and change people. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Gently suggest, maybe be their vision holder, but allow them to light the way. So, okay. Let's get to the root of manifesting and even your process even more deeply, Lacey. So you gave a great example in one of the how to manifest new videos. But when you started to really understand the root of why some people manifest certain things and why other people do not manifest those things, how it has nothing to do with our thought, our think positive, any of the spiritual bypass things we've heard, no get into the vortex. What does it all boil down to? To be honest, I feel like we've covered that in so many episodes, but I'll kind of share it in a different way. I may have shared this a little bit and other versions and examples, but the one in particular that I share in the new introduction of how to manifest is, you know, I've always been really open that the way that I stumbled into this work and this process that we teach that's so specific is just the same way that you have, most likely, that you've done a lot of the spiritual bypass versions of manifestation where you've done the think positives, the pretend to be what you want to be, stay in the vortex, stay in the frequency, etc. I did that for I want to say seven years, you know, and I, I was so vigilant about it. I became the person who 
never had negative thoughts and was afraid of negative thoughts in my emotions and was the person who was always trying to find the best in every situation, et cetera. But I was also the same person who was stuck in the same place for a really long time and was not manifesting what I wanted. And I'm sure when people look back at their experience of that, they'll go, oh, but I did manifest little things and da, da, da. But you didn't probably manifest if you were practicing that way consistently big manifestations and really, really integrating and jumping to the next level within your potential and your happiness. And so I will share a story around this and then I will answer it. And the way that I like to share this story is at the height of doing all of the Think Positives and and all the spiritual bypass versions of manifestation, I was dating this guy. He was a new actor and I had been acting and modeling for it was probably five years and he literally had, had just dropped out of college and decided he wanted to be an actor, <laughs> no acting classes or experience or anything under his belt. And he was cast in a play that I was in. And so we started dating. And later in that year, literally this was summer and I'm the person who was like working three scenes a day with scene partners and all my whole life was reading the plays and watching the movies and, you know, doing all the things that geeked out acting kids do who really want it. And he was not, he was the, the guy who like loved all of the movies that we can call like cheesy movies. And if he aspired to be anybody, you know, it wasn't like really eccentric, avant-garde stuff. But anyway, a really good example of this, I was at the height of like thinking positive, doing all the things, and I was setting my New Year's resolution. It was right at New Year's, and I had like introduced him to an acting coach. He had done just this one play, had nothing under his belt, and he woke up on New Year's Day, and he said, I know something really big is going to happen. At the beginning of this year, I'm going to get my break. And I, in the car, I'm dating him and like, I love him. And I'm like, oh, okay. In my mind, I'm like, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. And in my mind, I was still like looping on very low self-worth. I hadn't dealt with any of my inner child stuff, any of my insecurities. He had been raised in wealth that he had incredibly high self-worth, that he could do anything and have anything that he wanted. He had been raised pretty unblocked and pretty expanded. And literally two weeks later, gets an agent, friend of his mom said, oh my God, I saw his photo and said, I want to sign him. Started sending him out on his first pilot season. His very first audition he went to, got a call back, tested, and it was a huge ABC family show. Got it, got his break. And I had been testing for, uh, you know, what would have been a big like video game movie at the time. I got to the very end, flew me out on set, et cetera. I didn't get mine. And the biggest takeaway that I can share with you in that is there's a very specific reason why he manifested and knew that that was going to happen and why I wasn't manifesting the things that I was hoping for to happen. And that is because we do not, just as Jessica said, we do not manifest from our thoughts We manifest from our subconscious beliefs that we imprinted from the years of zero to seven and obviously beyond, but those are the most informative years that when you do this work and root back down to why you might be blocked in something usually is in that space. And then it all comes back down to, it doesn't matter how much you visualize in a conscious state, 
and you practice and rehearse and think the thing's going to happen, it really, really matters if your subconscious has truly seen to believe that it's possible. This is a kid that grew up in LA in wealth around celebrities, around famous actors, and so it wasn't far-fetched at all for him. He was unblocked and expanded enough for it, no problem. And so then the next piece is aligned action, which he also had no problem at. He wasn't inhibited of saying no or yes to things that he wanted. Dropped out of college, no problem. Going to do this play, going to say no to these these other three things that were offered to me because I, I just, I don't want to do those. Like was confident enough to do that. Watching him, even though I didn't know at the time and obviously a few years later figured it out as I was navigating the manifestation process, watching his process, it was so clear how you manifest. And it has nothing to do with thinking positive, visualizing, anything to do with the conscious state, with how good of a person you are, how much you pretend to be what you want to be. It has everything to do with the subconscious state, how unblocked, expanded you are, and how you're taking aligned action. And so what were, just for anyone who maybe this is their first time listening in, what do you think that your subconscious beliefs were around this subject at that young age? Had never, ever been around anybody super successful in this industry. So coming from a small town in the, in Central California, my subconscious had never seemed to believe how it even happened. He was obviously an expander for me. I had heard stories, et cetera, but watching his process, I was like, oh my God, that can happen. You know, so I wasn't expanded at all in knowing and seeing firsthand how that all happens. So my subconscious hadn't seemed to believe that I could have a show, that I could make that much money. More importantly, because I had sort of had three degrees of separation around that-ish, you know, and he obviously was a really big expander. But more importantly, even if I had been fully expanded and I had been best friends with an actress who had just done the same thing and, you know, and I was totally expanded... I wasn't at all unblocked enough for it. I was looping on, I'm a fake, I'm not good enough, I am trash. Like that was one of my shadow words, just like hillbilly, trash, et cetera. I've talked about shadow words that I have. My shadow was so, I was so insecure. There was so much I would have had to unblock to be in alignment and worth with the parts that I was, I was desiring and going out on. And this is the one thing that we really have to understand about our conscious thoughts to our subconscious. You could consciously feel relatively confident. You could feel like, yeah, of course I deserve that. But your subconscious is, this is how I, it kind of came to me the other night when I was thinking about it. When you think about your computer, your conscious thoughts are the things that are open and running on your desktop. Like you see your iMessage open, your internet browser, your Slack, you see them running. You're like, yeah, okay, that's what's running on my computer. Your subconscious, if you go to like your activities monitor on the back end of your computer, those are all of those programs that are actually getting your computer to do what you need it to do, but you just have no idea what they're doing. And so your subconscious is like the wiring software. It's the the operating system, if you will, that is telling your body and your mind and your soul and all of the things to either push this away because it's not safe, to make yourself small, 
pretty much like if you had that that belief of, oh no, I'm, I'm trash, I'm not good enough, you're gonna start to behave like that, accept, settle, you know, play small that backs up that belief. And that is where you're operating from in the background with all of your manifestations and what's coming through. It's a really good analogy, even thinking about that, because let's say you have a computer that's 10 years old and you're always getting the wheel and things like that. And your Chrome, you know, is open up to the house you want and these beautiful things that you want or whatever. Maybe it's the love you want. But like you're saying, the operating system is just like not updated. You're always getting the wheel. It's always crashing on you, et cetera. It shows how your conscious mind and subconscious mind are super conflicting. Yes. What do you think is one way for someone right now to just take a quick inventory of like, oh gosh, what do I think is in my subconscious mind right now when it comes to my goals or what I want to achieve? The really good way to take inventory of this is what's showing up in your life. And that's the beauty of this work that that makes it less complicated than people make it complicated. Because the universe is always going to mirror back to us a reflection of where our subconscious is at. Because, you know, we talk about this a lot. The universe's only goal is to bring us back into that aligned, whole worthy place that we were born as before we started to experience pain and shame and programming. And all of us, whether we're conscious of it or unconscious of it, we do have intention. We do have desire because we have a soul, right? Our soul came onto the planet and it desires things from that place. So therefore, let's say you're desiring a very specific relationship. Maybe you haven't had one for a long time, or maybe you're always in ones with emotionally unavailable people. Maybe you're always the side person. Maybe you are, like I said, perpetually single or you're in abusive relationships or toxic relationships, or maybe you're just in really lackluster relationships. A really good thing to look at because your soul desires, let's say, a very specific type of relationship and that companionship and that connection, all you have to do is look around at what's showing up in your life in that sphere, Maybe there's nothing showing up. If nothing's showing up, it's a really good indicator that whatever you witness from your caretakers and what they represented as a relationship or what love looked like, even if you are that person who can say, my parents had a great relationship. I always love this one because we often identify with the same-sex caretaker when it comes to relationships. So if, let's say, your mom was a stay-at-home mom and, and homemaker, and you're a very ambitious person, it doesn't matter if your parents had the perfect relationship when you were young and you were, you know, witnessing that your mom was staying at home and kind of catering to this partnership. To you, it might have looked like jail, you know, just stuck, confinement. So therefore, subconsciously, you could have place that you could have made that marker that you're like, oh, relationships are confining. I don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. And therefore that's still looping and projecting out. And so you're still communicating like, no, thanks. I don't want that. That's confining where it's very simple to start to do the investigative work to get down there of whatever didn't feel safe. If, especially if you're someone who relationships aren't 
or satisfying ones aren't showing up, there's a safety issue down there that you have to deal with because you're literally subconscious. Your inner child is still protecting you from being in that. So the best way to answer this is really take inventory of what you desire and what's presenting in your life around that. Whatever's presenting in your life around that is a direct reflection of what your inner child still feels and believes about that experience. One thing I always think about too is what is the messaging that my subconscious must be believing in order for me to be in this situation that doesn't feel good and doesn't align? What do I believe about myself? Is there something that's trying to protect me? Was there a shadow in the world? Because a lot of times it's like you have to do a little bit of journaling or understanding to really get to the root, which we have all in, in the deep imagining and the unblocking sections and things like that. But it's really understanding, okay, if this is what's showing up and this is what I want, what is the belief that is down there that I am not able to look at this thing I don't want and be like, oh, no, I'm not dealing with that. Move on, you know, pass that test, don't settle, et cetera. Why do I still, why am I still connecting with it? There's something there. Completely. Okay, so now understanding our subconscious is running the show our subconscious self-worth in relation to the item that we want to manifest has to align. So talk about that, like self-worth being the law of attraction. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I had to learn this and God, I had to learn all of this in such the hard way. Like if I had had <laughs> if I had, had to be magnetic and and had access to it, it just, oh my gosh, everything would have happened so much faster. But essentially what a lot of manifestation talks about. It's like positivity or love. They're the law of attraction. It's just not the case. I think we've had a whole episode on this. In theory, what they're saying makes sense, but they're not explaining how to get there and then how that's ultimately what's attracting. And so that explanation of that energetic is self-worth because um, self-worth means integration and non-resistance now to the thing. You know, once you've integrated that thing that you had insecurities about or you had shadow around or pain around, now once it's it's integrated, there's no longer resistance there. So at the end of the day, that is a form of positivity or, or happiness or love. So what they're saying in theory-ish makes sense, but it's really abstract and convoluted. So to put it really plainly, self-worth is the law of attraction. What we desire, what we're calling in is usually greater than where we are, or we would already have it and be connected with it. Going back to, let's use, I, I like to use relationships because I feel like it's something everybody can identify with. As an example, say you've been in relationships where, you know, you're always with unavailable people. Either they don't want to commit or they can't be intimate. You guys are together, but you can't go there. You can't go deep. You know, say, let's say that that's your constant, but you really desire like a deep connection and, and really getting the fullness out of a relationship. That's greater than where you are. You're always getting mirrored back what you're projecting out subconsciously. You are still feeling that it's not safe to be intimate with somebody, like have the full fullness of a relationship of just like deep joy and deep connection and sharing, you know, everything, et cetera. So therefore it's greater than where you are. 
that means that you have to do the work to take your, you know, your self-worth subconsciously to that level in order to connect with it. And the way that you do that, and it's, it's just so beautiful, these tools, you know, science backs it up. You use neuroplasticity to do that. And we really have fine-tuned the way to do that, you know, with our deep imagining process. And that's why it's so special to have worked with a neuroscientist who's also a psychiatrist and also have brought on an EMDR therapist and a really special and important person who has created the very specific binaural beats that we use. All of it together in combination is exactly what's needed to create the neuroplasticity to get you there. So the beauty of this work is when you do it and you stick with it and you just follow like the simplicity of it, it starts to happen. So therefore, self-worth is truly the law of attraction. Otherwise, you would already be with the thing that you want. And that is why if you have practice in the past, like just simple positivity and love and being in frequency with the thing that it hasn't come yet, that's your answer because there is something still looping or, or a few things that are spiderweb together that are projecting out that this isn't safe or I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough for it. I'm not lovable. And you can change that and you can change it rather quickly and make it happen, especially if you're expanding at the same time and taking aligned action at the same time. I mean, even just thinking back to, you know, the beginning of the episode when you were sharing the younger version of yourself and all the limiting beliefs you had at that point, you have not only transformed them and overwritten them to extremely high self-worth, but it's aligned you with everything that you could have imagined in your life and got you closer to your true authenticity, which in turn actually had nothing to do with acting at the time. Yes. And that's such a big piece. And that's something we haven't totally covered here. Obviously, we've covered it a lot in the past, but I think there are two things people have to be open to and really willing to dig into to actually have success and manifestation. One is really, really getting open and honest usually with other support if needed, and really, really addressing your inner child and shadow. It just has to be something that happens or you're not going to see results in manifestation period. And B, the other one is, this is really special that we've included this in the new How to Manifest, but you have to really get in touch with your truly authentic self. And we've included that section of like, oh, okay, you know, with new steps and understanding your true authentic essence as a child and as a teen and as now, because if you aren't manifesting from authenticity, yes, you can in theory manifest things for sure. You see narcissistic people do this all the time. In narcissism, when you really believe you are deserving of it and and have it and are expanded in it, often they're manifesting things to continue to numb their wounds, right? However, to really, really manifest the things that are going to make you happy in their greatest form, you have to get in touch with your authentic self because that's going to be the vehicle that's going to take you right there. What I'm getting at with that is you have to be willing to strip down the ego stuff. And it doesn't mean, oh, I can't manifest material things. Absolutely not. You're a material person in a material world. Absolutely. It means that you're going to connect with the material things at the greatest opulence that your truly authentic self desires. And so those are the two things that I think 
everybody has to be willing to go there. And it's not hard or deep. I mean, obviously I'm blocking as a process and it's emotional and it's all of those things. But a lot of people hold on to what we call the onion layers because it becomes a way of life that feels safe. And what we mean by that is, you know, you come into this world as a truly authentic, whole worthy little soul and spirit. And then you start to experience pain, shame, and programming. And each time you do that, you put on what's called a mask and you, you start to form these onion layers of protection around you. You start to behave in certain ways or do certain things in order to keep yourself safe because to survive, you have to have safety and love. So you do these things and you become these people and these masks and these, you know, experiences and, and you desire these certain things to be loved either by societal programming that says, unless you are X, Y, and Z and successful in this and have that, you're not lovable or from family or media, you know, you can take that in from everywhere. And so unless you're willing to, to really be open to peeling those onion layers back and truly go, no, who am I? Like, who is my authentic self? And manifest from that place, which will super speed the process, as well as really getting in there. And especially if you're a very sensitive person like myself, there does have to be a moment that you're like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm going to go there with my inner child and, and address my shadow. And sometimes you need support around that 100%. Unless you're willing to really surrender to those two things, or I will say when you're willing to surrender to those two things is when you're going to see the most miraculous manifestations happen. So, so true. When you think about the authentic self and the importance that that plays, you can kind of think of the authentic self as something that embodies everything that lights up your soul. It brings you joy and it makes you uniquely you. And the other piece I actually think, we don't really talk about this that much, but like I think your authenticity and connecting with that plus manifesting drives you to like your soul's purpose. Yeah, I agree with that. Because when you really understand what uniquely makes you, you brings you joy, lights you up, et cetera. And then you think, cool, what do I want to achieve or create, bring into tangible form in this world? Let me manifest it. You are working towards creating like your soul's purpose for existence almost, which is such a beautiful cool, crazy thing to even wrap your mind around. It's so crazy too how how blissful that is when you get there. It's crazy. I totally agree. And it's it's so special. One note I also wanted to add to your narcissism example, and this became clear to me recently too, is because a lot of narcissists or people on the narcissistic spectrum, I should say, have a very strong sense of self-worth around a lot of, let's say, ego or what they think is expected of them, like their self-worth is very high. So let's say they can really manifest very far in their job because they have that subconscious self-worth that they can do it, they're expanded enough, they're unblocked enough, they're taking the aligned action. But when it comes to their authentic essence, their authentic desires. They may manifest that dream job, but it might not be bringing them the fulfillment, the happiness, the joy that they really want. And if they were actually able to strip down and process the shame that they're feeling, 
they would see, actually, I just want to be loved. I just want to be accepted. And I think that they have a hard time connecting with those true authentic essence pieces because of the shame element of it. Yeah, that makes total sense. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. And we have our biggest holiday sale going on right now until the end of the year where you can lock in the lowest rate of the season. When you join the pathway, you will also have access to our manifestation challenge, which we will walk you through step-by-step of this process on how to manifest the exact item of your dreams. You can check the link in the show notes to spin the spinner and lock in your lowest rate. Okay. Now back to the episode. So looking at the process, you recommend manifesting something, especially when you're putting it on the list in the next six to 12 months. We have a whole section on this in the workshop of different nuances around the list. But one thing that came to mind too is, you know, the Pathway membership is a year-long membership. And people are always like, why is it, you know, why is it a year long? This is why you need to be doing this work regularly. You need to be showing up regularly because you are shifting those old low self-worth beliefs to high self-worth ones. And that takes time. Repetition and emotional intensity creates the new neural pathway. And thus, if you set an intention with us now for the challenge, you're going to be connecting with it at some point over the next year. I think the big piece too that I've always been driven by since starting this work is I'm really result-based. That's my own wounding as a child, you know, wanting to fix parents and needing to see results. And prior to putting my gifts into the world of, you know, reading energy and, and manifestation in this process, I'm an herbalist and I had done like work with clients and The moment I was like, these people aren't doing what I'm saying, I'm done with this. And so results mean so much to me. Even, you know, when I check in with the team and I'll check in on the coaches, I'm like, but are the coaches seeing manifestations? It's beautiful that people transform in this work and write in all the time and their lives change and their mental health changes, et cetera. But I like my gift is manifestations. And so to me, it isn't satisfying when people just sign up on a whim and they try it for a couple of months, they don't 
do the work and like really see the results. Again, I can't change that. Like I said, you can lead a horse to the water, but we did create that because that's what Jessica's saying. Like you need to do the work over the time to really achieve all of the things that are going to be on your list. A hundred percent. I mean, you didn't get to the place you're at in your life right now overnight. The things that are coming up in your life that you're looking at and taking inventory and you're like, oh, I don't like that. That doesn't align with my authenticity. I don't like that. Or my dream life is feels all the way out there. You're not going to fix that in one day. Anything meaningful is worth the time and dedication to it. But essentially it's the idea that, you know, something that's going to transform your whole life, connect you with the dreams you've had since perhaps you were even a child. You have to be willing to show up for yourself and know that you have the confidence and self-worth to put yourself first, to dive into this stuff because it is possible and because you're worth it. hundred percent. Okay. So looking at the pillars of this process, it really entails three things in motion, expanding, unblocking, and taking aligned action. If we're thinking from the subconscious space, the expanding piece is showing your subconscious that it's possible. You know, we talked about expanding a lot in other podcasts, but for someone who's like, okay, how does this, how does expanding root back down to my self-worth or my subconscious self-worth? Yeah, I mean, it's really simple. If you haven't seen to believe on a subconscious level, it's not going to happen. And energetically speaking, when you actually see to believe that it's possible, what you are calling in, that's when it actually opens space. You know, I always kind of do hand motions where when you're blocked, there's a wall up from your manifestation coming through. When you unblock, the wall comes down. However, until you're expanded, you don't have the space for it to land. And so definitely go listen to our other podcast on expanded and and becoming expanded, the namesake of this podcast. But essentially what you're calling in, if you did not witness from zero to seven and beyond, you know, in your life, that exactly what you're calling in is possible more specifically for you and you feel worthy of it, you're not going to receive it and connect with it. And so, you know, we really go into detail about like the phenomenal ways you can expand and find expanders and the different types of expanders that we've shared on here from fragment to bridge expanders, etc. And it's such a key piece like we always say, you have to have three things in motion to manifest, unblocking, expanding, and taking aligned action. And they have to be in effect simultaneously to see a manifestation come through. So the expansion piece is so, so key because a lot of us have really relied on visualizing. And though your conscious mind goes, oh yeah, I know how that feels and smells and seems and I've rehearsed this, et cetera. If your subconscious is still that inner child in you is like, wait, okay, I'm making an example of me, you know, and I always shared it's so silly, making $300, 350 a week at the Laugh Factory as a waitress, but really and genuinely like manifesting my Malibu home and not in an ego way of like, I want my infinity pool. It was my sensitive way of like, I just need space. I need nature. I want to be by the ocean. This is the interior that that lights me up and makes me feel confident. However, 
my brain. I had grown up in a Central Valley town where nobody I knew owned a home like that. My subconscious had never even been expanded of how you buy a house, how you go through the process, how you you pay for insurance and monthly mortgages, etc. So if your subconscious has, has never seemed to believe it's there's no room for it to land. And that's where the term expanders have come from finding expanders and surrounding yourself around expanders, asking expanders, you're basically sitting there and feeding your subconscious mind until it goes, oh, aha, oh my God, if they could do that, I can do that too. When that really happens that moment, you'll know you've been expanded. I'll let you add anything, Jessica. I have a really good example for this. It just happened for me. So Last year, I really wanted almost like a very similar minier version of the cloud couch, you know, the very expensive restoration hardware cloud couch. And I was like, okay, I I don't want that exact version because it's too big for my place, but I want my own version. It has to be, you know, high quality. I wanted it to be white. I wanted it to be sort of like a linen or linen blend. And I wanted it to be a quality piece that I can invest in. I could take it with me wherever I live in the future, all of these things. So my first step of expansion was I need to find people who have couches similarly. So first I started finding influencers that had certain kind of couches that kind of took the shape and form and and started opening my mind to where you could get couches like that, what are cloud couch dupes, you know, what are what are different options in that form. And so that started expanding a little bit. And then I I actually got the ping to check out this one brand and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the exact size that would fit in my apartment. But it's it's a lot more money than I've ever spent on a home piece item for myself. And so I knew I needed a little bit more expansion. And I kid you not, I think, Lacey, you got this couch for your Topanga Airbnb rental. Yes. I was just thinking in my mind, I'm like, she's she's talking about six penny. Yep. 100%. I knew it. I knew it. And then I couldn't believe it when I saw when I saw the couch in your spot. I was like, oh my God, that's the couch. You know, I, I messaged Anna and I was like, is that what you guys want I'm getting? Like blah, 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 blah. And she was like, Yeah. I was like, is it comfortable? Like, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Couple weeks later, I go to Grace's, one of our, our TBM members. Yes. She had almost the exact couch almost in the exact colorway. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you have this couch. This is amazing. I sat on it. I felt it. I was like, this is so nice. This is exactly what I want. Done. Like I'm getting this freaking couch. This is so meant to be. I was so excited. And so the last little piece was that that block of, huh, I never spent that much before. But now, not only have I seen people online have these couch, now I see people who are in my direct orbit, like people who I see on a regular basis between Lacey and Grace who actually spent the money, especially Grace, who's probably in a more similar financial situation to me. I was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Had that feeling. And then I self-expanded because I recently had to buy myself a new laptop and I spent the money that was almost the same price as the couch and I spent it. It was like, okay, cool. I can buy this. It's fine. No big deal. Paid it off in the credit card the next month. Done. And I was like, wait, if I could do that, I can do that again for the couch that I really want that is within my budget. And then boom. And they had a Black Friday sale. So I got 20% off. 
What? This is so awesome. Congratulations. That's such a really, really, really good example of expansion. And it's crazy because in it, you had, well, in a way, like I was a fragment expander, right? Because I had a different color of it. And you're like, oh, well, we're in a different financial situation. And then you had grace and that was a full expander. It was Mm -hmm. like, bam. And you, you just explained it so well. And I hope people really take this in. It's an energetic. So I'm always trying to put words and actions to energetics that land, that people go, oh, okay. And so repeat that moment where you bought the, the computer and you paid it off the next month and you didn't even notice. You were like, wait a second. I spent almost the same amount on the computer. I didn't even notice. And that wait a second moment that's when you know you just expanded. Yeah. So even with Grace, you had that wait a second moment. Those wait a second, wait a second. That's when you know you've expanded. And I think it's really important to point that out because a lot of people will try to fake themselves out that they've expanded. And when you're working with the subconscious, you can't fake it. The conscious mind, you can pretend and pretend and pretend, and that's why you don't see a ton of results. The subconscious mind, when it really integrates in there and it really lands... That's when, you know, if I have my two hands pressed together right now, like in a prayer pose, the wait a second, my fingers just opened up. That's what's called space for your manifestation to land in. That's when you know you're expanded. You know, it kind of goes into, I mean, all three were in motion too, because the unblocking piece was about luck mentality. And so being able to out expand myself and show myself, I spent this and I'm safe. I spent this exact amount of money and I'm fine. I didn't go into debt. Nothing horrible happened. I'm good. And that was a lot of, you know, the DI work having to get to that state in the first place, but getting there, then you have that expansion moment. You're like, I'm good. I can definitely do this. No problem. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. And that was even like a smaller manifestation, but it meant a lot to me and the symbolism behind it meant a lot to me. And it connects with my authenticity and my authentic code and the home is one of my authentic code pillars, you know, it really roots down to so many things of the process, which is really exciting. It's amazing. Okay. Now the other piece, the unblocking piece, this is the subconscious piece. This is, we'd already really kind of talked about a lot of it, but it's a zero to 14 programming that you pick up. And the one thing I just want to hammer home to people is they're like, oh my gosh, I'm blocked. I'm broken. Something's wrong with me. Not at all. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You didn't do anything wrong. Your brain actually naturally creates those belief systems and behaviors as coping mechanisms to help you survive, connect, and be accepted in your environment. What are the thoughts you have on this one, Lacey? You said coping mechanisms, but, you know, kind of like I talked about the onion, as a human, as a soul coming onto the planet, spiritually, we hear this a lot. You have a contract. You come here to experience certain things. And and I think that this is where one really elevates into consciousness. They go to another consciousness level when they go, yes, you're right. I have experienced these things. And in fact, when we say block, I only ever created that term again, because I'm always just trying to find so that things are as little abstract as possible in this process. You know, that's why we have a lot of science backing and just step by step, because, you know, for so many years, I practiced 
the different things, the secret, the law of attraction, et cetera. And they're so abstract. They're so, it's like, what, how do you stay into the vortex? What is, you know, what's the frequency, et cetera, that I want things to really land. So when I say that I use the word unblocked, that was the perfect word to simply name what's energetically happening. You aren't forever blocked. That's why you can unblock. But it's the same way as when, you know, we talk about like something's looping and projecting out and it's literally saying, stay back. That's why you're not manifesting it. And you're not doing that because you're bad or you're broken or anything. It just means that in ratio to this thing, that you experienced in childhood. It doesn't even have to be extremely traumatic. You could just be a sensitive person and whatever this thing represents, your experience around it just didn't feel safe or didn't feel seen or comfortable. And so all you're doing is you're getting down there in your subconscious and you're unblocking that. And so, yeah, I just never want blocked to feel like I'm broken, I'm blocked, I'm bad, I'm clogged. It's not what's happening. It's just an energetic term that's telling you you're saying stay back and you're going to go down there and go, oh, wait, no, this is integrated and I'm worthy and I can totally have my version of this. What is one example of a block that you've worked through or that you've seen a client work through or a member or something where it's like, just so people have something to grasp onto, to understand in ratio to what they're calling in, what things could be a block down there? And we have a whole exercise in how to manifest to help you guys identify and find this, but just one for the audience now. Well, why don't you give an example on this? Because I feel like you have some recent good ones. So one of the things that I had written on my list last year was I wanted to be able to express on social media more and share on social media more and allow myself to be seen. It's one of the things I've worked on a lot as a host, even of the podcast, sharing my voice, being authentic, all of those things. And as I was calling that in, one of the biggest blocks and things I had to look at was this fear of being seen. And even though I, my authentic self wanted to be seen and all of that, the block was when I'm seen, I'm judged or made fun of, or it's not safe for me to go out and be seen. And when I started to think about my inner child, what did they witness around being seen? There was so many memories, especially with, with peers and childhood friends, where the friend who was too seen, was judged or made fun of, said they look desperate or, oh, they're so pathetic. They just want attention. Or, you know, you pick up all these little tiny things. And so I had to really sit with, even though I want this thing in the back of my mind, even when I was recording podcasts in the early days, in the back of my mind, there was a part of me that was like, oh, someone else is saying how how dumb I sound or how silly this is or don't like my voice or, oh, I'm so desperate. Like that was the voice that was back there. And until I could go and sit with my inner child and say, hey, how did that feel? Are you okay? What did you actually need? How can I help you? And use a deep imagining to integrate and process those little childhood emotions then they could stop running the show. So when I record, I don't have those voices in the back of my head anymore. They're not screaming at me to protect myself to be safe. They're saying all the things that I'm saying to myself in a deep imagining, which is just share you, be yourself. All the things that I 
want to believe and have healed, I'm able to then share from. Amazing. I think that's a great example. Really, really clear. And I think the thing with the deep imaginings and unblocking, like the goal is to take all of these things, all of these blocks, these limiting beliefs that we've picked up and actually truly process them. Ages zero to 14, we didn't have the tools, awareness, even having a fully developed brain to understand our needs, our feelings, our emotions. And this gives you an opportunity to really process that and integrate it as an adult. I think something too that I really want people to hear in this podcast, and I can say this now as a mom of, you know, a 19 month old who's really starting to like show her personality. She formed sentences. She has big words now. And I mean, I must look at her no less than 10 times a day and go, my God, you are magic. Like, my God, you are so interesting and special and and cool. And and then in addition to that, when we're falling asleep at night because we co-sleep and I'm really raising her with all of this inner child knowledge and shadow knowledge that I have and the work that I've done on myself. And I'm really, really moment to moment trying to raise as healthy of an inner child as, as I have control over, as secure and worthy and happy and all of that. And I'll look at her at night and it eats me alive that I'm like, how is every child not this lucky? to be seen and celebrated for their individuality and and et cetera. How many of us can sit here hearing my words of saying what I just said about Teddy and go, oh my God, we feel all of that about our own little versions of self. Probably 1%, even myself. I can't even turn around fully and have that same reflected feeling of, my God, you are magic. It's actually an ongoing joke that we have, Nadia and I, not only is she an Aries and in my opinion are the fastest manifestors, we cannot go anywhere without the things that she loves magically appearing. Like a great example (laughs) is we just spent two weeks in New York and walking through the airport, like literally four days before she really got into the books, Curious George, like really into them. The first time Max read a story, she gripped his hand just watching the book. Like it was so riveting to her. And we're walking through the airport and we're like, oh, we need just one more thing for the plane. And bam, it's like Curious George's Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like everywhere we go, she's super into Buddha. It's the most interesting thing because obviously we're not Buddhists. We don't have Buddhas around. And she's obsessed whenever she sees a Buddha hug a Buddha, kiss a Buddha. And so my, I'm like, oh, this must be past life. That's fascinating. And we always play with her. We're like, <laughs> do you know John Lennon? And she's like, huh? So we're like, okay, so you're just a Buddhist. Got it. Like, we're just like trying to figure it out. And so the hotel we're staying at, there's literally a Buddha on the floor. It's it's nonstop. Oh and I just share this because I just think about like at the state she is right now, her inner child is so intact it's so integrated and and magical and to put it clearly magnetic you can see it how many of us can say that about our inner children like how many of us feel that way about our own inner children it's crazy so i just want people to simmer on that and think about that and i guess most of this work is literally going back and giving your inner child the greatest chance and opportunity And also showing them 
that whatever their soul truly desires is possible. That's what this work really is in a nutshell. Yes. And from that place, anything's possible. 100%. The last piece of the puzzle, and we can touch on quickly here, is the aligned action. And what I love about the aligned action is you have the expansion where you're creating space. You have the unblocking where you're having that deep integration, that healing with all of the parts of you. So you're not putting any limiting beliefs out there in the world. You're mirroring out and then mirroring back all of your true integrated, authentic version of self. And then the action, which so many manifestation techniques do not have, is so important because that is communicating where your subconscious self-worth is on the physical plane. Set boundaries, say no, how you respond to tests, how you follow pings or your intuition. Whatever actions you are taking is communicating where your subconscious self-worth is at. And it's so, so important to be doing that subconscious work before taking that action. It's how you get it to stick because you can jump off a cliff and take an action, but if you still don't subconsciously believe it or have healed that piece, you're going to reflect another test or opportunity back where you're going to have to take action again. (laughs) It's going to be the same experience mirroring. Yeah, and I think if I were to wrap up you know, energetically this episode, wherever you sit in this season and you're really thinking about like what your soul desires and what you really want to call in this next year, when you think about that thing, whatever that is, whether it's a different version of yourself, whatever that goal is, whatever that relationship is, that job is, that salary, that home, that whatever your thing is, and you just reflect on it. The words I just talked about with Teddy, how does your inner child feel about that thing? what was the messaging your inner child received about that thing? You know, if you're just reflecting on that right now from your parents and from your peers and society, what did they say about that thing you want that you really want to connect with or chase after or be? And then secondly, did you grow up with, were you around anybody that had that thing and was happy and had a successful version of it? Or did you have people around you that judged it? Have you ever even seen that thing in person in any way, shape or form? And then lastly, what's in your life right now that isn't that thing that's taking up space? So that's like, those are the the things that I would have somebody sit and really simmer on and then come and join us for the challenge because all of that's going to get unblocked, expanded, and you're going to have a really good idea of how to take aligned action to connect with that thing in the new year. 100%. It has worked for so many people. I can't share this process with enough people because it just lights me up so much inside. Thank you, Lacey, so much for going through all the trials and tribulations on it. So we had such a incredible refined process for us to take through for our own lives. And thank you to your Capricorn and drive and, <laughs> and being a generator to refine it all and make it even better and take it to the next levels. We are so excited for you guys to join and really, really anything you desire is possible. It's out there. It may feel far away or far-fetched, but just follow the steps in this process and I promise you, you will manifest.
more importantly than being out there, it's already orbiting you. It's just based on how, where your self-worth is and your expansion is around it is what determines how close it is to you, but it's already orbiting you. Yes. Think about that. It is already orbiting you. Ugh, thank you so much, Lacey. So excited. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that episode and really are starting to understand the power of this work. We're so excited to kick off the challenge next week and really walk you through every single step of this process with the new How to Manifest workshop and help you all connect with your beautiful, authentic manifestations in the new year. If you're looking to join the challenge, you can spin the discount spinner and lock in your lowest rate of the season. And for everyone who's already a Pathway member, you will just see the manifestation challenge in your portal. We are so excited for you guys on this journey and so pumped to help you connect with your true authenticity and manifestations in the new year. See you next week.